Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hi, friend, and welcome to this week's show. I hope you are good. Are you good? I'm good. It is the Christmas season. Boy, and if uh, you guys have been following along, paying attention to my life, I know I mention this from time to time. I forget if I've mentioned it on the show, but the Henry family is anticipating a baby boy, um, baby boy number two. Well, baby boy number one is six, but uh, we're anticipating baby boy number two in just a few weeks. And so if, if there is a gap uh, here from me on the podcast, that will be why um, be tending to a new baby, which is so exciting, um, but also so busy. It's also the Christmas season. And um, I've got some lights up. I've got a Christmas light show going on outside my house. I'm sure I'll have something up with that uh, at some point somewhere. Um, for now, though, LearnChristmasLighting.com is the site where I'm kind of talking about Christmas lighting. If you're if you're interested in that, LearnChristmasLighting.com. Um, for this year, we've just got on that site a bunch of kind of how-tos, a bunch of uh, common questions answered in articles. And um, but for next year, I'm going to have a whole course on there to to show you people how to get started with Christmas lighting. I'm um, doing an animated Christmas light show in your house without all the hassle and frustration of trying to figure it out on your own. So if that's something you're interested in, go over there, sign up for my free guide. Um, three things you need to know before you start with Christmas lighting. But that's not what we're here for. No, 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 no. We're not here because we are here to answer your questions today. Um, before we get into that, if you are new here, a couple quick things. Um, head over to LearnStageLighting.com, LearnStageLighting.com slash quiz. And there, I want to send you a free guide. And uh, it's called Quiz because I'll just ask you about three questions so I can get the right guide in your hand to help you get started with lighting. Uh, it's going to be the guides customized to the type of lighting that you are going to be working in, um, whether it be band, DJ, theater, or uh, church lighting. And, and we'll send that right over to you. So check that out. It's free. Um, it's a great guide. Lots of people have downloaded it. Um, a lot of people have found that it's very helpful to them, especially if you're just getting started with lighting. Now, in lighting news, I just got back about a week ago from the LDI trade show. Now, if you're not familiar, Live Design International, LDI is, um, it used to be a magazine. Now it's only online, but they operate this trade show, which in the U.S., is kind of the big lighting trade show of the year. It's the only trade show that's really dedicated to lighting and really focuses on lighting. I, I say dedicated loosely because now they have an audio portion. There's a lot of video vendors there as well. And that's, of course, because, well, the world of lighting and the world of video are continuously coming closer together. And at the end of the day, you know, I think uh, somebody, I think I was talking to somebody from Avo Lights uh, just off the show and... You know, at the end of the day, lighting and video, it's kind of the same thing. For a long time, it hasn't been, but now we're using lights that are effectively pixels, even if it's just an LED part that it can do one color at a time. Uh, and we've got these lights, and, you know, they're not that different from the pixels that video's doing. And, and, and we've got, you know, the two of these coming together in a really cool way. And I've seen a lot of that. i um, seen a lot of that at the show. seen a lot of that in my life. Um... As many of you guys know, Onyx, the console that I love on the professional grade a lot and uh, mention and recommend a lot, they have their new Pixel Composer called Dylos, which is a way to run media across lights. And um, that is available to use. Uh, it's in beta. You can download it. You can test it. You can use it. Uh, and they'll be putting it out, I believe, near the end of the year here. And so it, it's all exciting. Uh, lots of cool new stuff. I got to say, though... Um, Overall, when I look at a show like LDI and the past few years, 
Um, There's a lot of innovation going on in the console space. A lot of new things. Consoles are getting easier to use. Software is getting better. All of that stuff um, than than it ever has been before. Um, But on the side of lights, um, there's not a lot that's like truly groundbreaking and new, which is good if you've bought stuff in the past few years, right? Uh, LED lights are getting brighter. You know, there's some laser sources kind of starting to work their way into things, but it's still very early. Um, None of it's really, um, really um, streamlined yet for for the everyday user. Um, But... um, but with that said, my phone's ringing up in my email here. Hold on a second. All right, I apologize for that. I guess that's what happens when you have your email up and you use Google as your cell phone provider. Um, you happen to uh, get that problem sometimes where a phone call's coming in, you silence it on your phone, silent, but it comes in through your email. Anyways, um, so I was talking about new technology uh, and just the fact that, you know, there, there's not a lot that's mind-blowing. Everything's getting better. As I was talking to somebody yesterday, I was just at a church helping them uh, install some new lights, and they were noticing how the lights they got are much better than the lights they had before the LEDs. And any time that we move forward, especially if you compare a light, an LED light of the same price range from you know three or four years ago to one today, um, everything's better about them, right? They're brighter, they're um, lighter, Generally, they and they have much better colors, much, much, much better colors. Um, but overall, uh, there there wasn't anything in the lighting department really that like just blew my socks off or blew me away. A lot of cool stuff, a lot of good stuff. LED lights, good ones are getting less expensive too. And, and I've got some stuff I got that I'll probably be reviewing here to talk about that. And, 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 you know, I met some exciting, some new people, talked with a lot of people I know. And uh, over the next year, you'll definitely see the fruits of, of this trip that I had um, in the the world of learning stage lighting, as well as um, I went there. Actually, quick aside, I went there with the guys from the Light Shark console, helped them out in their booth and uh, for part of the time. And those guys have some really great features coming up. Uh, the, they've announced that they're, you know, doing a new effects coming up soon. Um, if you use a light shark console and then in the spring they've announced a new user interface which i've seen um just the the artist renderings it's not coded yet but from what i've seen what they've shown me their product manager alejo has shown me um there there's some really exciting things to come for that console to make it really special so i'm excited about all of that but on to our main segment because we're not here to yap about trade shows though you guys you guys are probably interested in what's coming out in the world of lighting we're here so that I can grab a cup of hot tea, keep my voice soothed, and try to answer as many of the questions that have come in as possible. Um, questions are sent in at learnstagelighting.com slash contact. Uh, it's a way you can send it into this general questions inbox. And then about once a month here on the show, sometimes twice a month, I answer your questions here. And we'll get through about as many questions as I have time to, or if my voice just starts to go, I'll have to stop. And then I'll pick up with wherever we stop uh, in the future. Again, if you know, with this, I mentioned this before on the show, if you want me to answer questions every week, I might be glad to do that. But I've got to get some more of you guys on Patreon. So learnstagelighting.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, or the link will be in the show notes. That's the way you can throw a couple bucks at the show um, and the other free content that I do 
to help me have time to do it more often because it, it, it ultimately takes time. Um, it takes resources and money as well to keep this thing going. And uh, it's totally free to you guys. So just a couple bucks a month um, will help continue this thing. If you're the kind of person who's like, hey, I like the podcast. Enjoy listening to the show. Enjoy the free stuff David's put out. I don't want to put out the money for, you know, one of the paid courses or learn stage lighting labs, or maybe that's not a need for you. Um, the free stuff's just fine. But if you could chip in a, f- a couple bucks, that'd be really, really awesome. And uh, next year on Patreon as well, I- I'm really cooking together some ideas here about what's going to happen next year. But I think we're going to do some live stream that are direct to Patreon only and then maybe archived in the labs. Um, and so... Uh, just a thought I'm throwing around. You can always let me know at questions at learnstagelighting.com. What do you think about this stuff? But the questions, the questions, the questions, let's answer them. So Stan writes in, we have uh, purchased Depro and the NTech USB Mark II uh, with dual universes. And I must say, I'm pretty impressed. Um, after struggling with sunlight, sweet, yeah. Um, sunlight, I got to tell you, it's not one of my f- favorite. Um, I don't appreciate it. Um and so he's got a couple questions. Um, thank you in advance for my help. Awesome. I'll get through whatever I can here. Um, let's see. The 3D visualizer um, that I use with, with Depro is called Capture. Yep. How do you get a copy of that? It seems to be many options. Also seems to be listed in Euro, not CAD. So what you do is uh, you go to capture.se. That's where you went, right? Stan. And um, it's licensed and it's sold by the amount of DMX universes you'll use. So right now, it looks like you may use up to two, um, but maybe you want to start with just a license for one. I'm not sure. And so um, what you do then is, is you go to that site and you you can buy, you'll see in euros, uh, the, the solo or the duo, I believe, license for it. And then as you go to check out, um, you can do a rough calculation just in Google, but as you go to check out, then they will, um, they'll basically, they'll, I think it goes through PayPal or something and they convert it to your currency. Um, so I, I've bought it through their site before and they just convert it to USD. Um, it, it's a weird visualizer thing. They all are based out of Europe and they all set all their pricing online in euros and uh, it's not a big deal. It'll just get converted. Um, and, and I've never been hit with any fee for that conversion or anything like that. Um, and so once, once you do get it, you know, you buy it there, um, you can download it. They have a demo too on their site if you want to check it out. Uh, and then once you've got it in Depro, I've got videos on this inside of Learning Stage Lighting Labs, which you, you'd probably be interested in, Stan, but, uh, you just set up an ArtNet output, networked DMX. Um, you can send it to one of your, your local networks or set up kind of a, a fake network, um, which takes a little bit more configuration, but it's doable. And then it'll just loop back into Depro, into Capture. Or if it's on a separate computer, you just connect them with a network cable and um, send that ArtNet over to the second computer. And then you you will be able to visualize it. Of course, you'll have to lay out your lights in Capture. Um, I've got all that inside Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Now, your other question is, we've used almost the first entire universe. Lighting fixtures, being what they are, are only addressed to 512. In a forum, I read that a universe 2 is 513 to 1024, which makes sense. D-Pro makes it easy to patch the second universe from 1 to 512. I've tried this, but I get no output to my lights. Okay, so here, here's what's going on, Stan, um, is that in the old days, and even in theatrical-based consoles today, they will put universe 2 as 513 to 1024, and then universe 3 is 1025 to whatever, uh, 15, whatever. And that's fine. It's a really good way to keep it simple, especially in these more basic consoles where you may only use one or two universes, and it makes a lot of sense, but truth be told, it's confusing. B- 
because 513, the, the better way to think about it is really um, universe, say universe one is one and then put a colon or a dot, one dot one. That would be universe one address one. Then when you get to universe two address one, think of that as two dot one. When you come out of your console, uh, through for you, it's through that USB device, that Nteca device, you'll, you'll have two outputs, two cables. Okay, there's two DMX cables on that. And the universes get wired for DMX completely separately. So you'll take, for whatever fixtures you've put on that second universe, you'll take that second universe out and um, of the Entech DMX USB Pro Mark II, you'll plug that into your light that's on the second universe. You'll address that to however you've addressed it in D-Pro. The first light probably starts at one. And then it will be good to go. Of course, make sure you enable the universe in D-Pro settings, and then you'll be good to go go uh okay you sent even more we're we, i may have to cut this short stand just because we've got a lot of other questions um so you've got fixtures from the, the online drivers um that have funny labels how do you change the name of the buttons um you really have to make it your, your yourself um as you asked i do have videos on youtube as well as help within learn stage lighting labs we can build them for you or help guide you to build them um within learn stage lighting labs as well but i do have a video on youtube on how to create fixtures for DMXs or D-Pro. All right. Awesome. Now, our next question. Our next question is from Dan. You can tell I sipped some tea there. Ah, so Dan, and we went from Stan to Dan. Um, We're getting a pretty basic setup for our high school. Okay. He says the lights need to be set up easily in our gym for dinners, assemblies, and drama productions. Pretty typical uh, use case for a school. Awesome. A local sound and lighting company is helping me assemble three bars of Beamer 6V2 lights and two ADG3Z spots. I like the idea of using Onyx to control everything, but I understand this is, as I understand this is not only powerful, but my students will be trained on something they can apply when they leave high school. That is all true. That is a, a great reason to go with Onyx because even if they, you know, as, as you know, if they go to another console, um, such as Grand MA, Hog, campus even Ava lights um there's a lot that can transfer over and a lot of skills that they learn that, that will transfer um, between those so my question right now is the best way to run onyx right now my plan is to get a touchscreen laptop uh, and plug it into an nx dmx unit for dmx signal does this make sense absolutely dan that's that's a great rig um to be honest um you're, you're saying a, a touchscreen laptop with a core i7 lots of ram um for the size of rig you're talking about i mean 12 of these beamer six v2 lights in two spots um you really don't even need that powerful of a machine i mean maybe you want to go into the future um and have something more powerful but i regularly run rigs that are you know 30 40 fixtures on this laptop which is a uh, i3 it's a i3 uh 6000 series with um 16 gigs of ram and it runs it, it it runs like 50 lights you know just fine all day long um and so i would i would find a computer maybe that you've got and patch that stuff and just you know see how much power you really need i don't think you really unless you're planning to um grow the setup in the future significantly i would say you know stick with an i series processor sure an i3 and i5 and i7 doesn't have to be the most recent one by any means and RAM wise, man, for the sized rig you're doing, eight gigs 
is probably going to be enough if you're not using the computer for anything else. Of course, I'm assuming you're using this dedicated for Onyx. If you're running other applications, uh, then everything I just said is is void um, because, you know, it, it all depends on, on the specs of all the programs you're using. And if you're using multiple programs, especially at the same time, then you definitely um, you need to consider that. But regardless, that's more answer than you probably needed. Um uh, you know, I mean, overkilling it on a computer is never never going to be a bad thing, right? Having more power than you need is not going to be a bad thing. You're just going to spend more money than, than you needed to. So that's my two cents there, man. But uh, yeah, you, you're definitely on the right track. No worries. Awesome. So our next question is Matthias, um, which is in, or is it Matthias? Maybe Matthias. Um, M-A-T-H-I-A-S. I apologize uh, for saying your name, however. Um, at our local music and theater school, I control the PA and the lighting for small shows and theater productions. We currently have a very advanced console, an ADB Liberty, that was bought by the previous light technician. Okay, This console is way too complex and not user-friendly uh, for controlling digital lights like LEDs and moving heads. And actually, that, that hits on a really great point. I'm going to pull this up here just because um, I'm not super familiar with ADB because it's, a, it's definitely a European brand, definitely one we don't see here in the States. Um, so I was just going to pull this up quick. Okay, so it looks like a fairly modern console, but but yeah, no, it's it's completely a console that's designed for mostly for controlling conventional lights. And then it looks like uh, maybe they've added on the ability to do moving lights and things. But when you don't design a console from the get go to do that, it's not that it's advanced. It's just that it's not it's plain not designed for um, LEDs and moving heads. And so this is why you're looking for a replacement. Uh, I found these three options and tested the first two of them, LSC Mantra Lite, LS Onyx M-Touch, and the Light Shark Console. Some of the critical functions it must have are able to control conventional LED and moving heads, being able to program a show with multiple cues um, so that a show with a lot of different cues can be played with the push of a single button. The last one is mainly for shows you can't attend, of course, um, theater productions, etc., so do you have any recommendations for us? Thanks in advance. Your videos on Onyx are very useful for me. Yeah. So I don't love the Mantra Light. I think it's got a lot of handicaps to it. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what they all are because there's a lot of consoles kind of in that mid-level ground. Um, but gosh, man, uh, I say if Onyx feels good to you, go with Onyx, man. You, you really can't go wrong. The Light Shark is also a great console. Um, but where it really shines is for people who don't want all the complexity that Onyx has, or they definitely don't want to run things on the PC. Okay, and that's where it really shines. And it's great for like super uh, beginner users to get started in controlling things quickly. But if you get into Onyx, honestly, and you say, you know what, this looks good, I could work in this quickly and make a great show, then I would put Onyx on a PC and I would do that, man. I totally would. Um, that'd be my recommendation there. The Light Shark is a great one. Um, it's definitely better than the the LSC Mantra um, especially with some improvements that I talked about earlier in this show that are coming its way. Um, and, you know, it is nice that it's not a PC, but again, if you felt comfortable with Onyx and it doesn't feel like, um, it doesn't feel too complex for you, then then I'd go with Onyx, man. It's a great solution. Um, and the pricing can be great too. All right, Mukisa writes in and says, Hi there, I am happy to be part of your forums. Wait, are you a Learn Stage Lighting Labs member? You may have slipped through the cracks here. Let's find out. Do, 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 do. And so you say, uh, I'm just venturing into stage lighting. Wonder what mathematics I need to correctly connect lights 
uh, to the same council. Okay, so you're not a member of the labs or anything. Okay, good, good, because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss questions if that was the case. Um, to correctly connect lights of different types to the same console. I also checked an MPC has been discontinued, yet it is one software and MIDI functionality I found very good for my needs. Do you have recommendations for a digital console that's not too expensive? What I need in a console is computer connectivity, the ability to smoothly go be seen, et cetera. Look forward to hearing from you. So, uh, Mukisa, I'd say, I mean, just like the last guy, if you're familiar with MPC, MPC has turned into Onyx. It just moved companies, it got sold, and it got bought. And so, when you see that it's been discontinued, that's not actually true. Um, that's just, you know, Martin sold it, and their way of saying, we discontinued this product means we're not making it anymore. But that doesn't mean uh, MPC has gone away. In fact, it's been upgraded. Uh, the development team is working hard, and it's a great solution. So Onyx is awesome. Um, and so I'd recommend taking a look at Onyx, especially if you're used to MPC, man. You know, enjoy it. And I think that's, that's a good fit for you. So uh, definitely, it's it's Onyx by Obsidian Control Systems. I'll we'll link to an article called How Do I Begin with Onyx here on Learn Stage Lighting. It'll walk you through things, but it'll be very familiar to you if you're used to MPC because they, not a ton has changed, um, but there's some big updates coming down the line. Erwin from Belgium here. Awesome. Um, thank you for your very nice explanation about lighting gear. We have a little theater here, 250 people, and still using old halogen spots. That's okay. Lots of people are. We will buy some LED spots and like to do the controlling with a MacBook, which DMX software is most usable for theater. Mainly fade the scenes. Um, you know, he's um, familiar with light key, my DMX, DMXs, um, et cetera. A little theater place. Most LEDs will be four channels. Thanks, Erwin. Erwin, I would go to QLab, okay? So that is at uh, figure53.com. And QLab is a program, actually. Oh, it's now QLab.app, Okay. Uh, they changed the site. That's helpful. And so, but um, basically, QLab is sound, video, and lighting control for Macs um, for shows. And so, and it's designed with the theater in mind. So you can buy, you can rent it, you can buy it. Uh, renting is really inexpensive too if you just need it for a show here or there and, and your rental credits go towards a buy. But basically, you get audio, video, and lighting automation, um, you know, it, it costs more, of course, if you want all three. But even just the lighting uh, is $3.99 to buy. But again, if you rent it, like rent it by the show, it's $4 a day, but then that credits towards that $400. So once you've rented it for 100 a day, you own it. Um, so anyways, QLab is great. And they have a lighting uh, piece in it. You can demo it as well. They have a lighting section. And I think it'll fit just perfectly for what you're doing. Um, you're really doing some pretty simple stuff. And, and it's it's so theater-focused that, that that's a really good fit for you. Johnny wrote, I am looking to get a link to a site where I can purchase a starting lighting package that allows automation lighting based off the tempo of the song. Is this possible? Is there affordable uh, lighting setup? We can buy as one package with a lighting controller and a quick way to learn how to use it. Okay, so Johnny, here's where I'm going to get on my soapbox here. Ready? <laughs> is that um, this is one of the reasons why I created Learn Stage Lighting because I found out there that there when you go to somewhere to buy a package of lights and and a console, um, you'll find that a lot of the times the companies that make pretty good lights, you know, that make lights that are good for a band, etc., um, the American DJ, Blizzard, you know, Elation, Chauvet, um, these are the top picks usually. 
Um, their consoles are really not, and their software that they have, that they sell, are really not great for this type of lighting, okay? In fact, my favorite pick is one called Entech DMXs, and we'll link to an article here called uh, How to Program with Entech DMXs. And that's my pick because it's so easy for bands to use and get started. But the problem is that Entech's a control company. They don't make lights. And it's very, very difficult to find someone, to find a place that will sell you a package of of lights and a console from two different manufacturers. It's really not easy to do. That's actually a good point. I should work on uh, finding a place that that would do that um, for people that are interested from more in stage lighting. Because I get it. You want to go one place, you want to buy one thing, you want it to be simple. And maybe that's something I'll do in the future. That's actually a really interesting idea. I could work with a dealer and, uh, you know, recommend a package, you know, have it all together and then, you know, get a small commission when the dealer sells it. Uh, that, that's not a bad option for the amount of effort I put into it. You know, we, we could see that working. But right now, there's nothing, okay? Um, and truth be told, it's tough to make a generic package that works for, for all bands. Because everybody's got different needs, okay? I work with a lot of bands and a lot of churches that have bands that play. So, it's a similar world. and. I can tell you from band to band to band, there are bands that play small stages, that play corner stages, that play medium-sized stages. There are bands that play in the same venue all the time, bands that switch venues all the time and are never in the same venue. And all these different variables honestly change what recommendations I would make for a particular band uh, to buy. So what I recommend, Johnny, is I know this doesn't help at all, but right now, uh, but look at Intech DMXs. And then look hard at learning stage lighting labs, okay? Because I make recommendations all over my site of great uh, packages for bands and lights that would work well and stuff. But truth be told, if you get into the labs, pay for a quarter, okay? It's 80 bucks. And I guarantee, I, pretty, I, I, I can guarantee, honestly, because I've seen it work so many times, that if you get in there, you hop in the forums, and you ask us these questions, and we start to ask some questions of you. Okay, what kind of stages? What size stages do you play? Okay, do you have to set this up and tear down a lot? Okay, do you switch between different venues a lot? We can put together a package that will work um, really well for you. And then if you call somebody, literally call a dealer. Um, and I'm giving away some of my secrets here. But w with this package in mind, or maybe we'll get a couple dealers together, um, you'll be able to get a great deal on this stuff. And you'll save more than the $80 that um, it's going to cost you to be in the labs, okay? I can guarantee that, honestly, um, because I've seen it work so many times. And, and Learn Stage Lighting Labs comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you join, you hop in there, you get some advice, you look at the videos, and you say, it's not for me, you, you can always ask for a refund um, if, if you felt that it, it didn't provide that value to you. Um, and I can tell you, we don't do a lot of refunds. Um, I offer them freely to anyone who's not satisfied, but it's just doesn't happen that often. Um, and so honestly, Johnny, I want to help you. I want to help you find that right package um, for you and save money at it. But uh, I, I definitely need to get you in the labs first, in Learn Stage Lighting Labs. So we'll have a link. Uh, it's learnstagelighting.com slash labs, but we'll have a link right under your question. So you can check out more about the labs, join up, and then we can, we can get you a package. We can help you figure out exactly what you need to make a really great light show for your band and for your needs. Awesome. Now, uh, Irwin wrote in 
Erwin, I already answered your question. Okay. So, um, guys, I do appreciate too. I know a lot of people that write in aren't, uh, may not be listening to the podcast, but if you write in, and I don't answer your question right away because we do get quite a backlog. I mean, right now I'm at October 31st on questions and it's December 6th. And I'd love to answer these quicker, but, you know, I just don't have the time with doing one Q&A podcast a month. Again, Patreon, learnstagelighting.com slash Patreon if you're interested in supporting the show and then I'll do them more often. But um, don't send in your questions twice, okay? If you send them in, I've got them. They're in the folder. I open it up when I answer the show, okay? If you want a quicker response um, as well, you know, in just a day or two, uh, join us in Learn Stage Lighting Labs because I answer much quickly and JP helps me there. And we really help people quickly on that. Um, it's just a way to be able to have a great response time because if I answered everybody's question to the depth that I'm able to there, um, I wouldn't be able to create any of this content. I wouldn't even be able to get to all that stuff and I wouldn't be able to help you guys. Um, and so that's how we do things here. Awesome. So Richard says, I have a unique lighting challenge. I need to light a six by six space for theatrical lighting, but at a hotel conference. Oh, I've done that so many times. Uh, you called a local AV company. They quoted some, some basic stuff and it's expensive. Okay. Is there any way I can light it on a budget using LEDs, plastic film and reflective board? The challenge is that this setup has to appear in photos and it has to look cool. All right, Richard, we're going to brainstorm here for a minute. We're going to figure this out. So first of all, I don't know. You say six by six. Of course, part of the fun of this is I don't know where you are. So I don't know if that's six feet or six meters by six meters, um, because that's a big difference, right? But regardless, um, let's answer this kind of both ways. So it kind of sounds like you're shooting a, a photo space or something like that that you just want to look really cool. So it's literally a six foot by six foot area. But maybe it's a six meter by six meter. Um, you know, either way, I got to tell you, when, when you call an AV company, especially somebody that does corporate shows, depending on who they are, and, and they don't know who you are, you don't have a relationship with them, then, you know, their generic quotes, especially for small jobs, it's usually going to be pretty high, okay? It's just kind of how they build things, um, how they bill um, the labor, how their labor gets paid, like all of that, basically, um, when you bundle it all together, they're really, most of the time, the pricing from an AV company, and I've worked at them, that's how I know this, um, it's not designed for, um, it's really not designed for small setups, okay? Their, their billing's designed for big setups, and when you get small, the pricing gets really high. It's just kind of how the, they're, quoting systems tend to work and the way they do pricing. So I'm guessing you said LEDs, plastic film and reflective board. If it's literally a six foot by six foot space with some theatrical, you know, and you just want it to be in photos, I would just go, man, go to Amazon. Okay. And buy yourself. I'm just going to type in video lights. Okay. And buy yourself one of these little video light kits, okay? Like these New Year ones or whatever. They'll give you some nice white video light, okay? Some some really beautiful, just good-looking white light that you're able to then uh, point, you know, right at your stage, uh, have a stand at each front corner, and be able to be lit theatrically. Then, you know, if you want to do some stuff with color, then you could add in some LED pars, something like that. You know, you could rent some from the production company, some color-changing LEDs, or even right here, uh, let's see, 
you know, I just saw this on Amazon too. You can get some color changing video lights uh, and maybe put that on the backdrop. Again, you know, um, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Of course, I have no idea the size of the audience, the size of the room overall that you're lighting or any other thing like that. So I apologize if this isn't helpful at all, but I would just look at, you know, maybe buying some stuff on Amazon that's inexpensive or, you know, go to your production company and just ask if you can rent the stuff. A lot of times you could show up for a rental and just say, you know, when you're showing up to rent to to pick it up and say, okay, you know, uh, do I just plug this in and it turns on? And, and they might walk you through the basics. Uh, they might not be happy about it, but they will do it. <laughs> Brett right, writes in and says, I'm new to the lighting world. I really got into it so I could run lights for my band at small clubs and bars. And then I'm trying to get a hold on what will work rest best. I've tried watched a bunch of your videos on tutorial and decided on Entech DMXs because um, they use Ableton. Great choice. That being said, um, you watched my video about how to design a lighting setup for when you can't hang anything. And you came to this lineup, uh, a few wash lights on the back wall, a wash light in each front corner and two led bars on two stands uh, facing the crowd for some backlighting slash uh, crowd blinder. I was wondering your opinion on this. If you thought it would suffice, we mostly play uh, small stages. So it didn't seem like we would need a ton of lights to get started. Any input you have would be appreciated. Yeah, Brad, I think that's a great small lighting rig. Um, if you can get the front corner um, lights up on some stands, maybe get them five, six feet in the air. I mean, even if it's just a single wash light, it's not too heavy. You could use some some photography style stands, which have a smaller footprint. Or there's others if you have speakers that you bring with you. Um, there are various stand mount options for on top of speakers, etc. that kind of work with the speaker stand. Uh, if you can get those up in the air, man, I think that's really a win. Um, honestly, if if you walk into a venue, here's the thing about lighting, especially for bands, uh, for entry-level small clubs and bars, okay? I mean, you probably know this because you've been to them and you've watched shows. That if you walk in with a show, that even if it's just a handful of lights, like you've talked about here, but instead of them just being on or instead of them being in sound active mode, they follow your music to a T. You know, they follow it really well and they're in sync with your music. That light show is going to blow away anything else locally. Okay. It's really not at that level. It's really not about the amount of lights. It's about because somebody else could bring in more lights. Maybe they even have an operator. But when a small number of lights follows your music well, it really blows away everything else out there. And I've had so many bands come through and go through my courses and and then come out talking about that because really, less can be more. I would I would rather, every day of the week, I would rather you have a small amount of lights that are well-programmed than have you, um, you know, have you have a lot of lights and then just be on or be in sound active mode or, or not follow your music exactly because having that small amount of lights well programmed just makes such a big impact it looks so professional and so good so yeah you're on the right track brett absolutely all right jason wrote in and said uh quick question can you use dmx to rj45 multiple times in the same universe so dmx to ethernet for a long run then back to dmx back to ethernet for a long run back to dmx uh, I tried it, but I'm getting issues. I want to see if it's an adapter issue or if it just isn't possible. Jason. Okay, Jason. So when it comes down to it, um, 
let me just type something out here to check my facts. Um, because again, I always want to make sure I'm giving the exact right uh, thing. You really shouldn't see this issue, okay? Um, but there's a funny thing when it comes to network cable. And that funny thing that you find with network cable is that you want to keep it, uh, anytime you run signals on a network cable, you want to keep it over, or rather under, um, about a thousand, no, about 300 feet, okay? However, uh, that's for network protocols. And so I was just looking at the spec just to be sure I'm saying the right thing. Um, the spec says that you can run DMX over over RJ45 or over Cat5e cable um, for up to 1,000 feet. Um, but then um, other people say, such as ETC, which is a really solid brand, a solid voice, say that you can go up to 500 meters, which is, um, you know, 1,640 feet. Uh, and so as long as you're not going over those distances, you should be fine. So you're having problems. My best guess is that this is an adapter issue. Absolutely. Like you said, um, because sometimes, especially cheap connectors, you know, cheap RJ45 connectors, sometimes those pins just don't touch quite right. They just don't connect. They don't uh, give you that good contact that you need. And so you might have an issue with that somewhere because this really should be working fine. Um, you should go, I mean, even ETC, they're saying you can go 1640 feet. I bet you could get it to go even further. I bet you get to go a few thousand feet and I'm going to guess you're not going that far, Jason. So yeah, it's probably the adapter. Awesome. Marvin says, I've got a question. I'm working with Onyx, but having a problem. As soon as I strobe white, the fixtures don't go back to their original color state. I've heard something about programming a dummy fixture with the fixture group. Is there any way you could explain this? Um, would love to see a video on your YouTube channel. I think it would help a lot of people. Well, these are the kind of things, especially when it's a show file specific, that I help uh, people with inside of Learn Stage Lighting Labs, okay? And so that's the kind of thing I help people with. And, um, and but let's, let's answer your question here. So basically what's going on here is you've got a queue. You set things to strobe and you set things to white in that queue. Okay, that's the two things that go on, right? And so what happens when you do that is that the color, because you set it to white in this strobing queue, it is now taken over by this strobing queue, and the old queue is what's called released, okay? So no need for a dummy fixture um, or anything like that. It's actually pretty simple. Uh, what should work for you is you just need to set the queue to continue when it's overridden, okay? Uh, the the previous queues, all your color queues. Honestly, um, I set it in my show's default to have all queues work this way because it's just the way that I'm used to working uh, from using MA or hog first, especially MA. Um, and so I'm looking up quick. I'm, I'm reminding myself exactly what that option's called in Onyx. It's not persist on override. I think that's the hog way of doing it. Um, but I've been in so many consoles this week that I'm, I'm uh, mind blanking for just a second. And so what we're going to do is go into the queue list options, okay, which you can hit by uh, holding edit and pressing the queue list. Or if you're on a PC, you can right click that queue list. And the uh, queue list w options window is going to pop right up. Once that window pops up, 
And then that option in Onyx is called Stay Alive, which helps it to um, not... Basically, what happens is in Onyx, and, and this is just the design of it, is when you override a queue, as I kind of mentioned before, you override some queue completely, like your color queue. Um, it's going to hold that, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to make that queue go away. But if you stay alive, it'll hold it. And then when you stop the queue that has the strobe, it, it'll go back to where it was previously. That should work for you. Um, what I think people are suggesting you do is basically patch an extra fixture. And in those color queues, have that fixture, but not in the strobe queue. And that's another way that that would solve the problem. But that just seems a lot more confusing to me. Um, it really does. And so uh, that's my recommendation is, you know, the dummy fixture thing, that that sounds like a lot more complex than just clicking that stay alive option, which which should get the job done just fine. Um, if you do need more help, we're here for you in the labs, of course, as always. I think I'm going to answer one more question here. Hey, we're within the month because um, my voice is about shot, as you can probably hear. And so Edwards wrote in and said, I was wondering if you could help me with some ideas on how to make a show in Magic QPC for songs and extra title, many fixtures. I just have uh, two ADJ pars and uh, two, maybe some other pars. If I could suggest some fixtures to buy, I hope to hear from you. Well, Edwards, you know, truth be told, um, as I say a lot here on the show, um, that is very vague, okay? Um, and one thing that I don't do here by policy is I don't give answers to vague things. Um, I, I really don't. Because I don't know what kind of show you're doing. I don't know how large of a stage you're on. I don't know if you have to set it up or tear it down every week or, or every show, or if it's something that you can leave set up. Uh, there's a lot of variables that are going to influence what lights I recommend to you. Um, and I don't know your budget either. So what I would recommend is... Um, you know, work with what you have to make an interesting show. And if you feel like you need more coverage on your stage, buy more pars or more wash lights. If you feel like the whole stage is covered, but you just need more, you know, oomph, more options, then maybe get some more wash lights some maybe some strip lights and put them on the back wall or get a couple small moving lights or uh, get some effects style lights, even some DJ lights that you can flash on and off to add some extra impact. Uh, can do a lot for a show. But again, I don't know what kind of show you're doing. I don't know how big your stage is. I don't. I really don't know anything. So I'm not going to make any specific product recommendations because um, I want to point you in a good direction, you know? So anyways, guys, thank you all for hanging out today. Thank you for sending in your questions and for listening to the show. Show notes with all the uh, answers to these questions and uh, all the links that I've mentioned are at learnstagelighting.com slash... 085 because this is 85 and uh, next week we'll have a new show for you or in two weeks um it'll be exciting i don't know exactly what it will be but i know i have it in my notes somewhere and uh, be sure to subscribe here if you are new if you haven't subscribed here and uh, we will see you on the next show thanks <laughs>